The winds of change are blowing, and it's easy to get lost and off track. Hi, I'm Renee Barabow, the practical shaman, Hay House author of Winds of Spirit, a wind whistler, and soul coat. This is a show for pioneers who want to learn to navigate the world with a chaotic spin awake. Hello, everyone. I am here with a very dear friend of mine who lives across town, and I never see her. And we think that's really terrible, but she's been hibernating and now we're all hibernating and <laughs> she was writing her book. I was writing my book. Then we both finished our books. She went on to write the other book. I'm still working on that. And so we are, we are here with you live and there's people watching. So this is good. Uh, and so this is my dear friend, Amy Moscow. And, and many years ago, she told me that I was going to create a system that had to do with magnetics and you know, she had these two magnets and she, I didn't know what she was talking about. And I still don't know half the time what she's talking about, but <laughs> the wind work system has everything to do with magnetics. And so I, I'm kind of nervous because one time then she told me that I was going to then have solar wind. And so now things are really going topsy turvy and there's all, we haven't even talked about this stuff yet. So we were going to have a conversation and she's going to tell us where she's at. And I noticed you were um, offering free cards. Want to talk about yeah. that first? Let's get the free stuff out of the way. Yeah. Let's talk about the free stuff because everybody <laughs> needs tools right now. And, you know, I mean, the only way through this, what we're experiencing right now is for us to stick together, even though we are separated and isolated in our own spaces we still have the ability to connect with one another. So I thought, you know, what can I offer? What do I have to offer people to bring us closer together and to help? So yeah, I've offered these tools. They're a series of flashcards and they have a sacred symbol on the card. They have a transformational affirmation and then some tapping to kind of move the energy around after you say these affirmations. So um, yeah, those are available. And the, you can you can get them from me um, if you just communicate with me on the Evolve Through Love page. So she has a group called Evolve Through Love that I would could try to share this to that. I think I'm a member or- Yeah, I you could, are. Yeah, I know I'm, I know I'm a member, but, and, <laughs> and I also have, um, you can download a free sample of Wind Spirit cards over at thepracticalshaman.com as well. Uh, just click on any blog and they're at the bottom. And again, these are tools for these times. In fact, my class that just started last night, Amy, yeah, is the biggest class other than the one that the shift network where they had a lot of people and you know not not necessarily a lot of people who actually take the class, but a lot of people register for the class. And but this is like the largest group that I've ever had take the class. It's well, you know, we're in in the forties and. I know it's so exciting That's that incredible. yeah because what we do is we teach both Amy and I teach people how to fish and you know there's the thing is you ever heard the story about there's the fishmonger and then there's people who will teach you how to fish and and we're both um, we're both we cast out that rod but we haven't talked in a long time so tell me what's new in your life okay Oh, so many things. Boy, I'll tell you something about what the shift that's happening on the cosmic level has really um, opened me up to new messages. New beings are coming in. I'm an intuitive channeler. So the channeling has been prolific. And, and like Renee was saying, I've been holed up for a long time. I mean, I've been creating class content and just, just not really been feeling great. Like my body is going through the shift that 
we're experiencing on the cosmic level. Um, but as I've come through that, I've, I'm finding that the channeling is prolific. So I've been getting all of these messages about this, you know, everybody's talking about this virus. I've been getting messages about the virus that have been really surprising to me and new, different, different things are coming through. So that's kind of what's new in my world. Well, so let's talk about, let's talk about the virus. I was saying last night, I heard something that I, you know, being who I am, I go through all the news channels. I go from the far left to the far right. And, you know, because I know some people who are really, what do they call them on the conspiracy side that are very intelligent human beings. And sometimes when I read what they're writing, I'm there like, well, I thought you were more intelligent, but I, cause I never quite get the, 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 the facts. Right. It's always like we take a quarter of the sentence and I don't quite get all the facts and and, I, and I, I buy some of it and I don't buy it all. But then I heard a nice, I was listening to some messenger from London yesterday. I don't know who he is. And he had Greg Braden on there. Oh yeah. And Greg Braden made sense to me. Yeah. You know, I love Greg Braden. He's, he, was, he does, he makes sense to me too. So was, I get that. He was talking about how that this is a new virus on the, the planet. And so as a species, we have to evolve to uh, be able to contain it or to be containers of it, I, I think. What are, what are you getting in your channelings about that? Okay, well, first of all, regardless of how, of how this is playing out in humanity, you know, whatever anybody's objectives are, I mean, you could buy into the conspiracy theories and maybe they're true, maybe they're not. I'm, I'm not, I, I can't say. I don't really have an opinion about that because what I want to look at is why, right? Whether it's a conspiracy or not, why? So always the spiritual objective trumps any objective that human being, uh, any human being has. So I've been looking at this virus from that perspective saying, okay, well, what, what is the spiritual objective here? And, you know, when I first started doing healing work, um, I would look at people that had sicknesses and I learned how to speak to those sicknesses. And what I found every single time without fail was that sickness or dysfunction had a message to it. It was connected to a lesson. So when we got the message of that lesson, we didn't need to experience the dysfunction or the discomfort anymore. So that's kind of been what I've, look, I've been looking at um, in, with respect to the coronavirus. What is the message here? And so the spirits came through one day and they said, the virus has been bestowed, this is the word, bestowed on human beings to help neutralize the energies of human greed. Wow. I thought, okay, what does that mean? right? Because it's affecting all of us. Not all of us are, quote, greedy human beings. Like, so, a lot of us are very respectful, right? I don't know. I noticed I was trying to buy an extra, an extra votive candle, and, and I, the wind came right in the store and said, you're being greedy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So maybe we all have a little bit of that in us. But it really prompted me to explore the, the concept of greed. Like, what is it? Okay, so greed is when you put your needs above others, right? But then how does that, how does that reconcile with, okay, we're supposed to love ourselves. We're supposed to put ourselves first and love ourselves. So I thought, all right, you guys, come on, explain this to me because I really need to understand, like, where does the line get drawn? What's greed? What's not greed? Well, it's really simple, actually. Basically, when you're coming from the perspective of fear or ego, and you are putting your needs above others, 
that is categorized spiritually as greed or having its roots in greed. If you're coming from a place of, okay, I love myself, I'm going to better myself, I'm going to take care of myself so I can help take care of others better, and you're coming from a place of love, you're living above the threshold of fear, that is no longer greed. So it's kind of a fine line, but it gives us some parameters to really look at that within ourselves and say, okay, am I getting the message of what this virus is bringing? Am I really neutralizing the roots of greed in my own practices and, and in my own life? So it's been an, like, for example, one thing, and this is what they gave me as an example. They said, when you have an argument with someone else and you stand up for yourself and you expect them to see your point of view, that has its roots in greed. You're expecting that they should see things the way you see things, right? You want them to meet a need of yours, but that's not coming from spirit, that's coming from ego. So I thought, well, okay, well, I can identify with that. How many times have I done that? So I know that's what I have to work on. Right now it's easy for me because it's just me and my cat. But I've been saying, I've heard from a lot of my clients this, and I'm sure you have too, over the last week, like, yep. you know, like they're fighting, they're having disagreements. It's like, and you know, it's, it's easier to spread out when it's just yourself and the cat in the house. It's a little yeah. isolating sometimes. And, but I, I get that. It's just like, I, you know, the, the way that I look at it is when we, we put our, our human needs above nature. And since we're all nature, we're making a judgment that our nature is more important than nature when really if you look down to the, the smallest atom we're all made up of the same atoms we're all the same energy configured and illusionary looking different and so like how you know how are you sharing space right now with the atoms yeah well that's a good point so how do you see that how are we sharing space with the atoms like what what is there dysfunction that we need to reconcile what's going on right now from, well from i that? thought i would pull a card Oh yeah, good. All right, you channeling up pull cards. Stuff. You got your. I don't have my wins. I, I do have the wind that I kept pulling, and I've pulled this wind two or three times in the last week. So I know that this is the guiding wind. Is uh is by you, okay? Which is the Vedic wind god of um power and trusting your power, and it's about oh yeah, and and it's about humming the Tara mantra hum hum om is the sound of the wind as it blows with force when and with strength is needed. And there's this, this lesson of Vayu is that Vayu once had a, a, had a, a disagreement with serpent and it was about who's stronger, the wind or serpent. And so they decided to go into battle about this. And so the serpent wrapped itself around the mountain and the wind took up blowing and it blew more and more and more till finally the top of the mountain blew off. And what they realized is that both the wind and the serpent are equally as powerful. So that means we're all equally as powerful. And I think the difference between how we is and how we is, how we is is how we use that power. And what you're saying yeah. is whether we take that power and use it for self or we take that power and use it for service. Right. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, exactly. I think that um, that there is this dance that we do all the time with the balance of power. The the imbalance of power creates discord in our environment, 
right? If you think, think about two people in a relationship, if one person has more power than the other, then the other is disempowered, right? But if they both, if they, if they learn to balance the power, no one is ever disempowered. So the concept of recognizing that we're all powerful and then finding ways to um, create balance in, in the distribution of power, shall we say, is something that brings us to greater heights. It allows us to be more productive in society. It allows us to get along. It allows us to achieve peace. So I think that's really something important to look at is the balance of power and, and understanding and recognizing what our own powers are and how we use them co-creatively with others. And I, I, I have to say that I, I've known you for a long time. So when you got married and there was like this, this time, like whenever anyone gets not just with her time, but whenever anyone, you know, forms a, a, a third union from, you know, two people, there's always this third energy that forms. And, and, and so I watched you walk through that in the most non-judgmental way. And I mean, there was times where I was like, wow, she's just got so much, you know, cause there was a big shift. And, and, and so I, I, I know that you walk your talk is what I'm saying here is I know that you know how to walk that <laughs> that delicate, finely balanced thing. And, you know, like somebody wrote me on the wind clan the other night and said, well, will your work help me with my family? Thinking that, you know, they wanted to disengage from their family or, or I don't know what that, I couldn't quite exactly figure out where they were going, but, you know, I think the family we choose is very important, you know, for whatever the lessons we are to learn and whether you, are at a distance or not a distance with your family, they are still like last year. I don't even think you know this, but last year, here I am minding my own business, thinking I've organized my whole family. I'm getting along with my sister. My mother and I were better than ever, right? Out of the blue, I start getting these emails from people who are my relatives. And we're talking sisters, brothers. And to the tune of more of them than I would like really, you know, care to share. But here I am thinking my family is a complete unit that I finally dealt with. And it keeps giving me more gifts. I mean, what do you say about that? <laughs> <laughs> your scope is broadening, you know, your, 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 per, your view is expanding. When new people that you're connected with come into your life, I think it's, you know, you're, you're examining the subtleties of relationships. Well, you know me, I don't let very many new people into my life. And so uh, but it, what I did notice it did do was it strengthened the relationships that I had with my other two sisters, because yeah. it was kind of like, it was kind of like this whole thing experience of like, well, but there's us, you know, and I kind of felt like my father came in from being dead 30 some years on the other side to orchestrate this, this movement or something with these other relatives that, you know, I just, truthfully, you know me, I don't have a lot of time for more in my life. So I didn't really know where to put it. And I sat very uneasily with it for a long time and I'm okay with it now, but it was just like, I mean, we just, the, the universe has ways of giving us things we don't even know are out there to give. Yeah, it's true. And it's, you know, have you noticed this? It feels like a very um, orchestrated initiative. You know, it feels like, I think, I think everything goes back to soul contracts, 
I mean, we're here for a reason, right? We're here to learn. We're here to grow our spirit. And that happens through the experiences that we have from the perspective of who we are. So um, I feel like what you're describing, what you're saying about um, these experiences coming to you that you didn't even know they were available to you, it was on some level very well orchestrated before you even came into a body. Like, okay, when you get to this level of understanding, we're going to send in more people that have connections through your DNA that are going to help reinforce these lessons. You know, it's like nothing's an accident. And, and I do know that that was true because I already had gotten a spiritual hit on it. This one sister, her, she has a son who happened to be in France at the cathedral the week before it burnt. He was like one of the very last, and it, maybe it was like two days before it burnt down. He was wow. one of the last two church. And I'm thinking like, okay, that just doesn't, you know, because in, in my right. world, you know, that just doesn't, that just that just told me at all that I needed to know. So, okay, there's something here. And, and so, you know, it's kind of crazy. So what are you, when you're channeling, what are, what are else are they telling you about these times? What did you get a little channeled message for us for this, our talk today? Yeah, coffee? yeah okay. I did actually. Um, the message was to, to really talk about the message of the virus, right? Okay. About, about digging into this element um, to the elements within us that, bring greed to the surface so and and just really the message that we all have a little work to do um, the <laughs> only way through this is is um consciousness is expanding our consciousness that is how we get through this global event i mean it is so unprecedented first of all let me just back up for a second so i felt for a long time that there was going to be some big event that would kind of kick us in the butt to help us expand our consciousness. Never in my wildest dreams did I ever get the message or, or have an inkling that it was going to be a virus that would do this. But as soon as it hit, I had this weird experience. Like my son goes to Arizona State University and one of the first confirmed cases in the United States was at, on the campus of ASU. So he called me and he said, mom, there's like all hell's breaking loose here. Students are freaking out. And, you know, as a mother, I was like, oh, my first, my first feeling was, oh, my chest got tight. I was like, oh no, no, you know, but I slipped down <laughs> for a second and I said, okay, how, to, like, let me use my intuition here and see how I really feel about this. And as soon as I did that, this incredible calm came over me. And I realized at that point, this is it. This is the event that we've been waiting for. I mean, what a horrible package that it's coming but this is it this is our moment to shine all this training that we've done for all of these years and no forget about all of these years for for lifetimes this is it it's culminated in this one event and we get to shine our real our true light right now so so that has been where my mindset has been around this whole virus, trying to figure out ways to make myself better, make my consciousness expand more, share that information with other people so they can tap into that understanding as well and realize that the only way that we're going to get to the next level here, or the best way for us to get to the next level is to be working on ourselves and growing our consciousness. That's our greatest defense against any of these, you know, quote, threats. Right. That's a, that's an interesting thing. I look at it a little bit differently now, you know, she's channeling from what makes Amy and I so interesting is that she's channeling in and I guess the winds, she would probably tell you I was channeling too, but you know, I always made fun of 
her and everyone else who channeled. And then all of a sudden <laughs> the wind started talking to me and I, and I was like, oh, well, the wind just told me on my walk that this is probably, and I like, sometimes like I'll be walking next door and uh, someone say, oh, Harriet's here. And I'm thinking like, well, no, Harriet's in Connecticut. No, no, Harriet's here. And I'm thinking like, okay. It's like the wind has access to everything and I just didn't know it. Yeah. That was what I've been, was been meaning to call you about anyway. But in my cosmology of this wind, because I'm very shamanic and she's very, who is it? Ethereal. Ethereal. Let's just I, get I real. Archangel Metatron. Yeah, Angel. she likes Metatron. And I'm like, okay, what does is, what is Metatron say? And I don't usually understand a word of it. And so, but, you know, for years, I've understood that there's cycles of time. And that in between these cycles of time, there's a gap. And this virus just fully indicated to me that we're in this gap, that we've crossed out. You know, they said, what, 2000, when were we supposed to die in 2012, December or something? Yeah. That was just the end of a cycle. Like when you end a career, there's a gap. When you end a day, there's a gap, you know? And, and so there's this gap, we're in the gap. And, and I was writing a book, well, I'm still writing a book, but I was writing a book about after these times, before these times, like what you were saying, you're waiting for something. And I was already writing the book that's coming next. And the, the, the period of this time is really important because the, we're, we're, we could be in this gap for a long, long time. And because if the earth's been around 4 billion years, the last cycle, what was about 12,500 years, give or take. Yeah. So the next, say the next cycle is, hey, Kathleen, Oh, stop it. Kathleen McKinley saying I channel. Yes, I channel. You're right. Okay. <laughs> you heard it first here today. I do channel. So don't you. <laughs> and so the, I, you know, when I read my soul cards, I'd always say like, I would just, you know, somebody, oh, look at this nice card I got on it. These are the cards. I said, I was going to pull some cards. So oh, look at wow. this. We are getting it. We are getting the lessons and we are going to take these lessons and we are going to really be we're gonna make we're making lemonade out of the lemons then that's what i really believe too so this gap yeah. could go on for a couple of 250 years is my best estimate i can't know from here so we're we are in what gets me most excited is two or three of the women that i work with that i thought were rocks rock stars they're all pregnant so they have the children coming in, they have the children coming okay. in after this, after this pandemic, which I think is pretty, I yeah. think that's going to be very interesting to see what their perspective is. These kids coming in who already signed up to come in like right after this. And so, but so we're in this gap and, and these tools that Amy offers and these tools that I offer and these tools that Kathleen offers and all of these other people we've been talking to the choir it's now time to take our, our tool set that we've been talking to the choir with and putting it out in the world. Like for example, this morning I did my business, you know, we're in trying to keep people in treatments a little tricky right now or get people to treatment, even though it's the best time in the world to go to treatment. If you're an addict and you yeah. need treatment, what else you got going on? We're keeping the environment safe, but it, right. it's been a, a challenge. Right, you might as well go to treatment, get get yourself healed, and if you need to, reach out to me. However, the uh, I'm teaching the treatment people business skills because you know me, I default back to my business self. 
And today I've got emails afterwards. Well, I've been watching you and I know there's more to you than your business self. And I've been over to your practical shaman website. So the, the veil is really thin. So turn out and offer yourself to your communities and offer yourself where you can. And, and that's one thing that Amy's always done as well. Yeah. You built your empire here with community players. Talk about that. You know, yeah, you're training absolutely. the community. Well, our, we have a symbol. Yeah, we, we have, first of all, we're moving out of the separation paradigm into the unity paradigm. And that gap that you're talking about, we're, we are sitting in between these two paradigms right now. We're gathering our, our tools and our knowledge and figuring out what we want to apply in the unity paradigm. So we, I've geared my entire business to the unity paradigm. We started a unity movement. We have a symbol that we trademark that we call the IHS unity symbol. So I really have to, everything that I do with my business, I go back to that symbol and I say, okay, is this in alignment with unity? And, you know, of course, when you're trying to build unity and camaraderie, you're going to start with your community. So it's starting to spread. I'm, I'm noticing I'm having a lot of new connections with Europe. I mean, I'm part of a group. I'm, a, I'm an ambassador for a charitable organization. We meet once a month and there are 20 of us from like 15 different countries that get together. I mean, it's, it's like, for me, it's like a dream come true. I'm like, okay, my community is starting to spread out now. You know? And plus now I have all these wonderful places to visit. You know, I've got a great excuse to go there. But, um, but yeah, I mean, and it's all, but it's all about, this is a, a push from spirit toward where, what we're moving toward as a collective. And do you think we're, what do you think about the people who just don't want to get on board? Well, I think that those people who don't want to get on board, I mean, there's a lot, there are a lot of reasons for not wanting to get on board. It could be fear, you know, or it could be that their, their contract with Mother Earth is coming to an end. They're not going to be on the planet anymore. They were here. They served what they were meant to serve and they're moving on. Um, but I think those people that are resistant versus not, not, not wanting at all to have anything to do with the new paradigm, I think those people that are resistant they need community more than ever. They need people to support them and help them see the light and get out of that fear-based or lack-based mindset. So, but I think everybody's ultimately gonna come around. Everybody who's supposed to be here is ultimately gonna come around. And so what do you think about the toilet paper at the grocery store? I mean, is that the, the greed or is that the fear or is that the people who don't wanna come on board? And I mean, what, I mean, yeah. I mean, you go to the grocery store, I've never seen the shelf so empty. No. And, um, you know, and it's like, for me, it's like, okay, well, I'll just come back tomorrow and get one more thing. And, you know, I've been really patient about the whole thing. How have you been patient? Yeah. yeah. Oh, completely. I mean, I, I don't, I've always been prepared. I mean, I, I feel, you know, my husband's in the military, so he's like Mr. Prepared for everything short of nuclear war, you know? So we always have water and we always have, you know, we didn't have as much toilet paper as, you know, maybe we should have <laughs> given the circumstances, but, you know, we're, we're always prepared and I'm not a panic, you know, I'm just not prone to panic at all. But um, that toilet paper thing was very interesting to me. I sat back and I was like, okay, please explain to me what this is about. People panic, panic buying toilet paper. Well, you know, it's just that fear of, of not having your needs met. 
you know, and being in a place where you've come up short. And that is, that's, I mean, it's legitimate to a certain extent. If everybody is hoarding supplies and materials, like you don't want to be the one that's left out in the cold and doesn't have toilet paper for the next year. <laughs> but again, like if everybody would say, all right, there are enough resources for all of us to have toilet paper. If we just buy one package instead of 12, <laughs> we'll be, we'll all be fine. Um, but it's just, it's just a little message. Like, okay, if, if anybody listening to this, if you're one of the ones that has purchased 12, you know, packages of toilet paper, like sit down and think about it. What, what was your motivation there? What sort of fear do you need to really look at and get past so you don't repeat that, you know? Well, so you're, you're sharing. Kathleen just suggested, and I was thinking the same thing as we were talking about it, because it's the first time I thought about it was, that it's about the root chakra, it's about the anal area, it's about the basic necessity of fear. But like, if we really got clever about it, you have face, I mean, there's just so many things you could do about toilet paper. But that, I, I mean, even I was, yeah. uh, I mean, I'm a chef. So, you know, I just always take inventory to make sure that there's always an extra Don there and there's this there. And I mean, that's just how I roll. And and I thought like, well, that's really curious, but I'm all stocked up on everything here at this point. It was like, I don't know if my guides, if I was listening to those channelings again, Kathleen, where all of a sudden that, you know, that there was, yeah. that I just had all of these things and I was set to go. Uh, it, it, it's so many different levels. Who else out there was really set to go at really a lot of deeper levels than they really realized at that time. And I thought that that was, to me, that was almost curious like how prepared I was for, except that the cookies, I have to yeah. tell you, the cookies, I don't know. I went really into comfort food eating. Who else went into a lot of, a lot of comfort food eating oh, yeah. from here. Um, and I mean, I was like cooking these meals, like corned beef and cabbage. I mean, you know, sorry for the vegans out there, macaroni and cheese, you know, like eggplant Parmesan. <laughs> like, but you know, here I'm telling you, there's one of me here. I was like going down and dropping off lasagna down the down the road to all my friends and you know people were coming over for takeout because I don't I just went into this gotta cook. <laughs> well, Renee, but that but think about that. Okay, so you're cooking all these these wonderful meals, right? And you're sharing them with everyone in your community, right? You are right. responding, you are responding to that greed element and you're neutralizing it with your actions. I mean, it's like, maybe you didn't realize that was part of what you were doing, but that is one thing that you were doing. Your high vibrations compelled you to make food and then share it with people. Like that's brilliant. And that's exactly what we need to get past this energy that we're in right now, this gap that we're in. Yeah, I need a little drive through, you're right. I, I thought about it. The, um, so, you know, and I think it was my lower vibration that caused me to cook and my higher vibration that caused me to share. So yes. that always to understand there's that, that um, one of the things I was teaching last night is that the spirit and the emotions are always in opposition to each other. Yeah. But that is the trust test of your humanity is how your spiritual condition is, is how, how are you responding to your emotions? Not how you're reacting, but how you're responding. Are you out here in the desert? You can come to my drive through anytime, Kathleen. Just come. And you know, my friends are there like, well, if you should lose your job, you could always start doing takeout. And I'm like, 
Well, hopefully, you know, because <laughs> that's the other thing. Like all of us who work at home, and, and there's some people listening here, when you work at home, we're working three times as hard right now. Yeah. So we're not getting that break. What do you think about that? Yeah, we you never really shut it off. I've been busier in the past couple of weeks than I have been in years. You know, really, it's like 24-7 now. But again, I feel like, okay, now we're on stage. We have some information that we, we can offer other people. Now is the time that we're going to be busy. We've been training for this. And I've been training for it. And uh, Kathleen, why don't you put your, uh, I know she's listening here. Why don't you put your website in the links too? Anyone who's offering a business or a service that you really feel like I've been preparing for this time, I'm ready to give and, you know, and give and receive too. Cause you know, giving is just giving without receiving is not the way this is supposed to be either, but how we give and receive is the, the message here. Like, you know, I, I told my friend, well, if you need a roll of toilet paper, you know, I have some in the, I'll be happy to give you a roll of toilet paper. You know, I might use one a week, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, I might have to start charging for the cooking, you know, I mean, like, let's really take out, well, look, for sure. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, you know, that that's a good point because, you know, I didn't realize this, this is another message that came and I love this. I actually wrote an article about it with, um, with Coachella Valley weekly, but it's when you get into a situation when you're giving more than you receive or vice versa, you initiate a karmic cycle, right? Whenever the energies aren't perfectly balanced, you're, you're inviting a karmic cycle to initiate. So yeah, that's something to really think about when you're giving, have the expectation that you are giving, but you will be receiving in equal measure, right? Even if it doesn't come right in the moment, or it doesn't come from the person that you're giving to be open to um, receiving energy in equal measure for everything that you're putting out. And like I said that about my class being the more the most full it's ever been. And it, it's, it's definitely been a shift in me because I didn't get, even in you think in this time that I, I, I didn't get a lot of people who wanted to have scholarships. And the people I did, I said, are you really ready for this class? Because if you're really ready for this class, First of all, you might be coming to me like, this is what I can do now. You know, not like, I can't do this class. Like, so yesterday a woman wrote me who was a senior and said, you know, uh, I, I don't have, I, I, you know, could give you some money the next time I get my social security check. I said, well, why don't I just sign you up for the class and you send me a gift when you, when you, you know, have that. It wasn't, and, and so I noticed that there was a shift in me about like, we live in a free culture. Everyone's expecting free, 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 me, 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 me. And it's not working. So like if, if Amy's giving for free all the time and you're, you all of a sudden she says, well, now I want to charge for this class. She'll be like, well, I, you know, I was getting for free and I'm now I'm going to go over and find another teacher who's going to give it to me for free. I'm thinking there's something so out of balance with that thinking that that this is not working for me and this is not what the wind work wants. And that's not to say that you don't bring something and give something else, but there's this whole idea of like, well, I can never afford, I can never do, I can never. And, 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 you know, you're probably this, that's probably the same person who's not bringing flowers to their neighbor or bringing that extra piece of lasagna and probably has the 10 rolls of toilet paper. 
Yeah, that's true because it's a fear. That's a fear-based mentality. It's a lack mentality. Like there's never enough to fill that void. And that comes from fear that your needs won't be met. So yeah, I think it does perpetuate that, that imbalance of giving and receiving when someone's really stuck in that fear. And for me, it was like, okay, if I just give you more, you're going to love me more. You know, if I give and give and give. Right. And so now all of a sudden, something happened over the solstice. That work was so powerful this year in Holy's Cave that it was, that something shifted to the core of me that said, you need to stand in your power, claim what's rightfully yours, give in the right ways that you're supposed to be giving, but that it is not just keep giving, 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 just be, it just isn't going to work because it's like the earth keep giving, giving everything's we're, we're, we're depleted. So now we have to replenish and give and receive. It's that I need that I think is so crucial right now. If you got an extra roll of toilet paper and you see on the neighborhood group, yeah. somebody, give it away and it'll come back to you in spades. So Amy, show them your book. I'll show them my book. What, if you believe it, I don't have it with me. No, come on. <laughs> I didn't I didn't even bring it. I wasn't even thinking about that. I can pull up a picture on my phone. Okay. Though. So she's right. gonna so my book is Winds of Spirit and it's on sale right now on Amazon. And yesterday it was back up in the top 100. So keep buying awesome. it and let's get it in the top 10. Uh, because you know, Hay House is a relatively small publisher in the bigger scheme of things. They, they're very popular, but they're also small. And it's a time to support community, support. I told Kathleen to put her, her thing in there, support the healers in your community. Um, a lot of healers have lost their income and have to go online really quickly, but it's a good time like to, you know, to, to support other people in their endeavors. And then trust me, you will be way supported too. So show us your book. You there? Yes, I'm here. Oh, yeah, the internet. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Can you see me? Okay. I see you. And you look great, by the way. Thank you. Okay, here, here we go. Here's a little picture. <laughs> oh, Gratitude plus forgiveness times love equals happiness. That's right. Wait, there's another one too, though. This is She's the other one. Epic, by the way. I don't have your second one. The daily agreements, guidelines, and intentions. Yes, I will get that to you. You should have that. I know, and that, I gave your that, other one away. Yeah, we'll get you another copy of that. All right. Well, we so, need to have lunch or dinner. I, well, we may have to do it like this, but that's all right. I'm good because with that. I can eat spinach with you over the... the last time I had lunch with Amy, she was oh, only eating still, spinach. It was like spinach. Popeye. Popeye. So tell them what you do <laughs> for your work so that if people... I know you're training people to do your work. Um, tell people about that. Yes. Okay. So I have a multiple healing systems. It's, they're all based on, on channelings that I did over the course of eight years, but I have a healing system called sacred and it's basically a recalibration for the, the entire energy field. Um, anyway, it's an activation that starts the, the program. And then there's a 200 page manual with a workbook and you work through 21, a 21 day program to help institute all these energetic changes. So um, I just recently certified five, six practitioners locally and then one in the Midwest to administer the system and do the activation and then do all the follow-up classes. And then 
after that, I have um, 10 more classes that I've created that bring the concepts of the system to a higher level of consciousness. And the practitioners are all trained on those classes as well. And then I have the books and I have a, I have a column in Coachella Valley Weekly that's basically a step-by-step -step journey of awakening, but um, little bits and pieces at a time. I have my own blog and um, what else? Series of videos on the website. You know, just a few things for people to uh, to get into deep spirituality. And she has a Facebook group called Evolve Through Love that you can all go join. And uh, one thing, you know, Amy's been very clear since I've met her that her, her, her role was to teach other people to do this system. And so, you know, where we've been at a lot of at the same places a lot of time, you know, I keep teaching people, I haven't really taught anyone how to teach my system yet uh, because I didn't know what I was teaching. You know what I mean? For me, it's been a channeling. Okay, let's just put it out there. Uh, and, and, and so this magnetics, which is showing me, I mean, it's pretty advanced stuff. In fact, I meant to ask Amy about it. So, so the magnetic showed me that before there was one anchor that we needed to be anchored into the, the magnetic field. But now I'm being shown that it needs to be more like a gyroscope that we need more than more, more than one anchor because as the axis keeps shifting, which it's doing, we need to be able to hold that, to hold that awakening compass, which I call it for steady. And so the only way it's going to be steady is like the lodestone in a bowl of water that it can move with the, the movement of the earth and the, the shifting of the poles. And so that what, what the wind is showing me during my wind walks, and I guess this is channeling, is that I'm is. teaching people to start to anchor into more than one place. But the part that you don't know is for years, Amy's been telling me about this perfect little park up here in Palm Desert that, you know, that's got crystals and all of this stuff in the base of it. So I'm anchored and I've been anchored to the Eisenhower Mountain since I got here in the desert. And so part of where I put my second new anchor is, which is that park is looks like is pretty much west. If you put it on the, on the, the scale, it's coming right down. So yeah. where I'm living is that I'm like, so the anchor now is you're at the center of your anchor and you start to anchor into two places out that you can actually identify out in your landscape. And um, I've made a worksheet for it and you can watch it on my spring equinox training, but you have to be in my uh, Windwork Basics class to actually get the anchoring sheet. See, I'm giving and taking. And, but that the second anchor happens to be in the, uh, yes, Ironwood. Didn't she show you Ironwood? Did you meet Kathleen and show her Ironwood? I think so. I think uh, so. Did we, meet, did we meet? And did you meet Amy before? I don't know if she, but she comes out here. Her brother has a house out here. And the, yes, it's Ironwood. Maybe I sent you up to Ironwood and told you about it. But that, so my other anchor tends to be right over where Ironwood is. And yeah. so these two anchor points and me as a triangle, the third point of it are, so I'm now being anchored by a couple of different points so that, so that I'm not, I'm not locked into as things shift that I have more than one. Yeah. And there's going to be a second one that there's going to be another anchor that's going to, so that it's more fluid. Oh, you never met Amy. No. Oh, okay. oh the next time you come out, you should meet Amy. You'd love her. Kathleen, yeah. uh, she she does uh, the um, 
clearly the spirit card. Oh, I told her about it. All right. But you didn't, because I told you to go up there. Yeah, she, it, because her uh, partner could really feel all that stuff, and so can Kathleen. So, oh, yeah, yeah, that park is amazing. It's really powerful. I mean, I used to say my car used to drive itself there. I'd show up in the park and I'd be like, oh, wait a minute, what am I doing here? It's like it would just draw me in. So, yeah, if they feel energy, they're definitely going to feel it there. And I've noticed some other powerful people, and I don't mean powerful like, I, I, some other powerful healers are living in the same same triangle as you and I because if I go yeah. out further you're pretty much there too and so like we're still but it's a different it's a different anchoring that's happening and I can't totally visualize it all now but I do believe that it's happening and I believe that that you know that we when I taught the time bending processes last uh, this winter many people in my in my workshop, lost all of the other concept of time and we moved, but there's nothing to anchor. We were kind of floating, but now I'm finding that there's more anchors out there that yeah. we just have to re-anchor ourselves because we're in a gap. So I think we're going to have to be anchored somewhere between the old paradigm and the new paradigm so that we can bend and move with this. And, and I'll, I'll let you know more as I channel more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested. I want to hear about this. I'm very interested. Magnetics keeps coming up like every time I turn around. So I'm very interested to hear more about this. Well, I can't wait until we can meet in person again and, and eat some spinach. And uh, <laughs> is there, me tell people how they can reach you. Okay. So you can reach me through either the Evolve Through Love page or my website, which is ihsunity.com. Or um, I you can reach me at, at IHS Amy Mosco on Facebook. That's my business page. That's where I post all of my channelings. Um, and you can reach me through that as well. That's great. Kathleen just told us she lives in the Cape uh, Henlopen Triangle here in Delaware. So there must be, I, I would be, anyone who listens this far, I would love to know who else is finding themselves anchored into a, into a triangle at this point because I think that there's probably some, some room for ex exploration here. So I'm Renee Barabo. Yeah. You can reach me over at the Practical Shaman page on Facebook. I have a group called the Wind Clan, which is a private Facebook group that you can join. What makes it private is that people can't share your information outside of the group. And, and it's kind of grown that way. And I also do a weekly podcast with Sandra Ingerman called The Shaman's Cave, which you can see at shamanstv.com. And uh, my website is practicalshaman.com. And I think because of these times, I'm going to start doing some of my own podcasts, podcasting again, like today, and bringing some of my friends back on to just have coffee and conversation in the afternoon. Yeah, great idea. Thank you. This has been a lot of fun. I love it. I know. Well, <laughs> Thank and you. I think we're, we're doing great. And I so appreciate you. I really appreciate you too. And I appreciate everyone who's been with us. And Kathleen, thank you for being with us and putting your input because I should have I should have given you a link and you could have come in too. I think we could have three people. Maybe yeah. we'll try three people next time. We'll yeah, have our own triangle. <laughs> oh, nice. Our own anchored triangle. I like that. Yes. All right. Well, thank you all and stay with us. Okay, bye.